This morning on the third hour of today, Decision 2022. The polls are finally open with record-breaking turnout expected for the midterms. From the balance of power to voting security, we're live with what you need to know on this election day across America. Plus, power outage. Hold on to your tickets. The biggest lottery drawing in history, delayed. When those numbers will be announced. Then later, I'm dancing my way into Tune Up Tuesday. And fly together. Hitchhike. Hitchhike. John, Travolta, Boop, and Clap. Good teacher. We'll learn the moves from one mom teaching us all about second chances. And today food. Chef Ann Burrell is here to kickstart your holiday cooking. That's all coming up today, Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. It feels different I today. Know, this is yeah. places a buzz. Big news day. Yes, on this election day Tuesday. I'm Chanel here with Dylan and Tom. Craig and Al have the day off and it is going to be a busy day already. In fact, let's give you a live look. Polls are open now all over the country as voters cast their ballots in these critical midterms. In fact, this is a live look inside a polling place. This is in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, at stake today, the balance of power in Washington with just a handful of races likely deciding which party will control Congress. Our correspondents are spread out across the country. They're also spread out here in studio with everything that you need to know. All right, let's begin with Chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander in the critical state of Pennsylvania. Good morning to you, Peter. Hey, Chanel, good morning to you. After a long and chaotic campaign, it is finally election day. These polls in Pennsylvania open up at 7 in the morning. We've seen a ton of people already arriving here, including the Republican candidate for Senate in the state, Dr. Mehmet Oz, showing up within the last hour alongside his wife to cast their ballots here. I had a chance to speak to Dr. Oz as he was exiting the polling place, asked him if he would accept the results no matter what happened, win or lose. He said, of course, of course, this is is one of the most consequential midterms in modern history with the direction of our democracy and control of Congress on the line. And in the waning hours, one possible distraction for Republicans with the former president, Donald Trump, promoting his own future plans. This morning, decision day. After all the rallies and wall-to-wall political ads, voters across the country get the final say whether Democrats retain control of Congress or Republicans regain majorities in the House and Senate. Overnight, President Biden arriving back at the White House acknowledging Democrats have an uphill battle. The Democrats win the House. I think it's going to be tough, but I think we can. I think we'll win the Senate. I think the House is tougher. That after he and former President Trump hosted dueling rallies. We know in our bones that our democracy is at risk. Mr. Trump in Ohio is predicting a Republican route. If you want to save your rights and liberties, you have to start by dealing a humiliating rebuke to the radical left in this election. And hinting at a possible comeback White House bid. Republicans need to gain just five more seats to win control of the House. And in the Senate, Republicans need to gain just one, with nine Senate seats considered competitive. And Democratic incumbents facing tough challenges in states like Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. Here in Pennsylvania, it would be a Democratic pickup if John Fetterman can beat Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. I need every one of you to get out the votes. This is a transformative election. It's going to send a loud message to Washington. The heightened tensions across the country and some candidates who've already cast doubts on election results leading to security concerns. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi back in Washington after her husband was brutally attacked 
casting many Republicans' rhetoric as dangerous, speaking to CNN. There is one party that is doubting the outcome of the election, feeding that flame and mocking any uh, violence that happens. U.S. intelligence and law enforcement agencies are gearing up for a variety of potential threats today, according to Justice Department officials, from extremist violence and cyber attacks to intimidation of election workers and voters. The FBI says the threats are highest in states where Donald Trump contested the 2020 election results. And we may be out here for a while. The acting secretary of state says it could be a few days before the unofficial results are out, before we know who the winner is, especially in that razor thin race between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz, because they don't begin counting those mail-in ballots, guys, until today. My goodness, to it you. feels like we all have to buckle up here. All right, Peter, thank you. Okay, let's bring in NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson. Hallie, I know you, you've been talking to your sources, both yes. Republicans and Democrats. What's the sense you're getting from those conversations? How do they feel about today? So the mood piece of it, I would say within the last 18 hours, generally, and this is just from some conversations, Republicans are feeling good, right? I mean, they're not, I think, counting chickens here, but I think there is a sense that, like, Everything, things are moving in their direction, right? History is on their side. The fundamentals on their side. There's some enthusiasm that you're seeing among Republicans, some among Democrats too. But I will say the part of the conversation now has turned to managing expectations. In other words, there is a sense that they're feeling good. They could probably win the House. And now it's about like, well, if it's by six touchdowns or three, how do you set the narrative, if you will? So I think that tells, tells you a lot about where that conversation is. I would say on the Democratic side, realistic, uncertain, maybe a little bit grim, I think, because of the way that the wind is blowing. Now, again, who knows? I've had people raise questions about, well, what if polling is better or worse than, than we think on the Democratic side? One member, Democratic member of Congress said to me, yeah, they're getting ready for a House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, is telling, too. You know, all that said, like... Yes, enthusiasm seems to be um, moving in the direction for Republicans here. But like state by state, this stuff is razor thin. These margins are so, so, so close. You so know? then with that said, can you talk about some of the hot button issues that people are voting on this time around? Yes. And how they differ between parties. Economy. I've been talking with voters, too, um, around the country over the last like four days, five days, just to see in these last this last run up how people are feeling. Boy, do I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Economy and inflation. Hear about crime. And that's actually something that some Democrats that I talked to felt like they were they've been on defense about is the issue of crime that matters to people. And then we know I mean, you you all know this so well, but reproductive rights and abortion access is also motivating on the Democratic side. The the question remains, like, you know, what is going to drive people out? It's such a cliche. Like, I will lose my Washington correspondent card if I say this, because turnout is everything. But it is is. right. Right. Like it just that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, Talking about politics is so out of my comfort zone. But when you guys are seeing the numbers coming in tonight, what would raise a red flag? What would be some surprises? What are you guys like really waiting for? Oh, man. Do you want to get into the nitty gritty? Because like, (laughs) let's do it. There's some races. It's so funny. Steve Kornacki knows this, too. I was looking at him across the studio. Um, Early in the day, so Tom and I will be on the air from 6 to 8, and at 7 o'clock, Virginia polls close. There are two really important races in Virginia, both with Democrats who came in in that red wave in 2018, both of whom are kind of fighting for their political careers here. So let's see how that vote goes. To me, that's going to be a really early bellwether on where things stand. Elaine Luria and Abigail Spamberger, can they hold on to their seats or not? I think that's going to be really telling. And then I think earlier in the night, you're also going to look at how is North Carolina shaping up, right? Because I've heard from Republicans, they're feeling good about that. If it looks like it's not going to be a Republican victory for Ted Budder, then I think that you will you will see some Democratic excitement there. Right. That could be a some good news for Dems if they end up doing well. well I'll just watch yeah. you guys and I'll watch your face. And <laughs> yes. I'll That's the plan. That's yes. why they're doing all this, this coverage. Was that too nerdy? I'm no, sorry. Honestly, it was. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Darn right. good. It was. I can yeah. tell you about the lunar eclipse. So I want to know all about the blood moon, girl. Yeah. Thank you. It was great. Thank you, Hallie. Thank you. All right.
All right. For more on what to watch for as the results come in tonight, NBC's national political correspondent Steve Kornacki joins us at the big board. Steve, good morning. Morning. Give us a breakdown on what we're Your expecting turn. to see. Stakes <laughs> the time yes. to you now. Yeah, well, we can take a look here. Uh, you know, again, the stakes, it, it couldn't be closer. 50-50, the Senate Republicans needing that net gain of one seat. Could be easier said than done when you look at the battleground. And as you're saying, some of those close polls. And this is the balance of power right now in the House, meaning the Republicans, they need to get to 218. That would be a gain they need of five seats. This is the closest in almost a century we've come into a midterm election. This is the closest the minority party's been to taking the majority coming into it. So the bar for Republicans to clear just to get control of the House historically is certainly low coming into tonight. Well, we just heard from Holly, you know, Holly, a lot of these races are so close. Which Senate and House races, in your opinion, should we be keeping an eye on? Yeah. So I look at it this way here. Some of the early poll closing times. Look at the battle for the Senate here. Uh, Seven o'clock clock, the polls in Georgia closed. 7.30, they closed in Ohio and in North Carolina. And I think in all three of these states, we're going to get a lot of vote reported out pretty quickly. And as Ali was just saying, North Carolina, for instance, Ohio as well. These are two Republican-held seats that Democrats are trying to flip. They're trying to make competitive. They haven't been getting the most encouraging poll numbers down the stretch in these states. So it would be a surprise if Democrats were able to flip one or both of these seats. But given that they close early and we get a lot of numbers, if Democrats are close, if they're overperforming, if they're on the verge of pulling off a surprise in one of these states, I think that could pretend not just good news for them in Ohio and or North Carolina, but in other states as the night goes on. And then, of course, Georgia, as I say, closes at seven o'clock. I do think we'll get a fair amount of that vote reported out pretty quickly in Georgia. Still could be a relatively late night, but the wild card in Georgia is simply if neither finishes with 50 percent of the vote, they go to a runoff, potentially control of the Senate if it comes down to Georgia wouldn't be decided till December. Okay. Well, Steve, your day is just getting started, yeah. so we'll be tuning in. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Going to be a long night, possibly a long week. Uh, a reminder, we'll bring you the latest results and analysis throughout the night. Join me as our special coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll be with Hallie Jackson on NBC News Now. And then Savannah Lester Holt and our entire NBC News team starting at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific right here on NBC. And guys, the good news is we'll have some exit polling info early in the night, so we will have an we'll idea of where voters are right? going. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, the election results may be one big question today, but the billion-dollar question, <laughs> what are the winning Powerball this numbers? We've been talking about this oh. Why, how does this happen? day, and now in this rare move, last night's record-breaking drawing was actually delayed because of a technical issue. Lottery officials saying one of the 48 participating states still needs time to process its sales. So just to put this in perspective, the yeah. drawing is expected sometime this morning. So hold on to your tickets. Um, any moment now. But so we, we don't, don't know the numbers. We don't know the they numbers don't exist yet. yet because we are waiting. waiting. We are How waiting. I wonder if it's a state. I wonder if some state screwed know. up. we got to figure it out. We're waiting for a lot today, aren't it's we? It's very interesting because it's, it just doesn't make sense. Like, they do this drawing every couple of days. Like the just lottery, pull the number. It's never it's happened, and it's happening when we're waiting on like a $2 so billion dollar playing. Who knows, you know? We'll keep you posted. All right. Well, something else to get excited about this morning. People Magazine has officially crowned 2022 Sexiest Man Alive and the Sexy Woman. Winner is Chris Evans. Okay. Not a bad choice. He's, of course, <laughs> known uh, for 
being the Marvel superhero ca- character Captain America. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, guys, he's not the only one who made the coveted list. Have you heard? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that Al Roker, oh, also yeah. one of the sexiest men alive and featured on the Sexy at Every Age page? Um, there he yeah, is. 68. 68. Good for Al. Good for Al. He's still got it. I saw he was growing out his facial hair the other day. So he's kind of like the goatee look. Change up his look a little bit. (laughs) All right, you can check out more in the latest issue of People. It's on newsstands this Friday. Congratulations, Al. All right, coming (laughs) up, a tune-up Tuesday that is sure to inspire. We are going to meet one mom. Tom, you're more familiar with her than I was. I'm obsessed with this lady. I I didn't even know this was happening. I I mean, she's in my feeds. We're going to talk about her. She's (laughs) turned her passion for dance into a second career and teaching me a thing or two. But first, the Budget Nista is here this morning to help you manage your money ahead of the holidays. She shows us easy ways to save even while you spend. Both of you guys are huge on social media. We'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, this morning we've got a timely on the money with inflation and a potential recession also looming. How, how can you best navigate your spending during these holidays? It's a good question. So we brought in financial educator Tiffany, the budgetista, Ellie Che, who was just uh, featured in the Netflix show Get Smart with Money. She is also the author of the book Get Good with Money. And Tiffany is here with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So good. before we get into your holiday advice, let's talk about this Netflix show you were a part of, uh, Get Smart with Money. I thought it was fascinating because while you were helping a woman get her financial life in order, mm-hmm. it actually had a direct impact on her internal well-being, it right? Did. What did you find? I found that see, with, when I met Ariana, she was so depressed when it came to her money. We still keep in contact. Mm-hmm. And although she is still struggling a little bit, she feels much better about where she is and what she can do. Mm, that's makes so such a, a difference, right. yes. So let's dig into the financial strategies. You say, first of all, something we should deploy now. You say manage your money uh, or your holiday menus, map them out. Like already. No, absolutely. You want to map out your holiday menu Mm -hmm. because you can start to stock up on dried goods. Things like macaroni, because you know you're going to have macaroni and cheese. (laughs) You know, maybe some canned items like cranberry sauce. cans of cranberry sauce. (laughs) You were just talking about this today. I know. I'm trying to So while they're on sale, get them now. Okay. But also, too, you want to use your grocery rewards. So I live in New Jersey. We've got ShopRite. And all year long, you can collect points along the way. And you can earn a turkey. Mm -hmm. You can earn a ham. You can earn a chicken by the time Thanksgiving rolls around. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then consider a potluck. That's true. If you are the Thanksgiving house, mm-hmm. don't take on all the financial yeah. responsibility for the meal. My grandmother just decided this year she wanted us to do a potluck. She, she feels like, because, you know, we and come in. she sees what someone brings. <laughs> <laughs> we all you know, go in and it's one person in. that ends up having to cook everything yes. or cater it or what have you. So yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. Can you yeah. do yeah. potluck or ask people to cook if you have them coming over and staying with you? Sure. I guess you tell them oh, to take. Yeah. Yes. Everyone has a role, right? You have some good advice, which I want you to explain to our viewers. You say, be like Santa. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> so you know that song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? He's making yeah. a list. He's checking it twice. <laughs> Keep going. I want you to Keep do going. that. <laughs> I want you to make a list of everyone you're going to spend money on, everyone you're going to purchase a present for, and check that list twice. Wow, that's tough. Does that mean somebody yeah. might have to come off? Why are well, we checking it twice? Because you want to make sure, like, is this something I'm considering getting them? How much is it going to cost me? So you can create a budget ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know? My but that leads to this one right here. Which yes, the hard Husband and wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that we're going to start to have these hard conversations anyway. That's why these tips are not just holiday tips. Right. These are just tips anyway, because 2023 is gearing up to be a hard financial year. Mm-hmm. So you might have a conversation to say, hey, how about we just get gifts for the kids this year? Or draw names. Everyone yeah. yes. one person. Right. That's what I do. Everybody I have four sisters and that's what we do. To I always yes. get my wife's family and I total it and I make sure my family, it's the exact same total. No, that is true. They have the conversation. Mm-hmm. You also That's say it's important one. to reward yourself. What do you mean yes. by that? It's not just about getting gifts for everybody else. Yeah. If you're responsible with a credit card and you pay it off every month in full, this mm-hmm. is the important caveat, make sure you use a cash back or travel or, or points reward card. So that way, as you're swiping and buying gifts for other people, you're also getting gifts for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can get cash back, you can travel, yeah. And then you can get free gas for your car. That's a good point. We're, in fact, we're using ours for the holidays to travel for the holidays. Oh, nice. Anyway, uh, another <laughs> hack to curb your spending. You talk about this is a good one. Making your money inconvenient. If you can't access it so easily, maybe yes. you're, more, you're less likely to spend it. Yeah. So if you're anything like me, if my checking and my savings is at the same bank, right. I'm just going to oh, make the transfer. Right. Yep. Right. You know, yeah. you're like, checking, can I spend it? And it's like, we don't have it. But savings is like, we have it. <laughs> and you make the transfer on your phone. But if you use an online only high yield savings, account, that transfer is going to take about 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And unless you have a sleeping bag, you're not getting that thing at the store in that moment, in that sure. time. Mm-hmm. Usually high yield rates still, though? Are, are, yeah. Well, yeah. because the interest rates are up, which okay. means that the mortgage rates and things are up, but also, that Your means also bank accounts, accounts okay. savings accounts are up as well. Okay. 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 And then finally, I think we have one, one here, one last piece of advice. Discount apps. Yes. You want to use a discount app so you can get cash back or coupons. So like mm-hmm. Honey, Retail Me Not, they're automatic. You don't have to search for coupons. Anymore. Are they easy to use? Because Honey know, always kind of scares me. I'm like, I'm not going to figure this out. It's going to attract me. This no? is the button. Honey says, we found a coupon. Want us to try it? You click yes, and it runs through oh, all the coupon codes now. and see what hits. Okay. Right. I love Tiffany, that. Thank okay. you so much. Great, great, great advice. Like thank I learned you. so much. All right. Coming up next, uh, she's a fan favorite in Mean Girls, and now you see me too. And this morning, Lizzie Kaplan is here here live in studio to tell us about her new TV series with a star-studded cast. But first, Chanel, you've been dancing. Yeah, I have. (laughs) Yeah, I learned a thing or two from one mom. She turned a career (laughs) setback into social media fame. We're always talking about second chapters on the show. Wait until you hear her. her. This woman has so much energy. It's like wild. We'll be back in just 60 seconds. (laughs) 
right, it is time to get your dancing shoes on because we've got a tune-up Tuesday for you, Chanel. <laughs> a different sort of dance. I know for you, I it think. was fun. So I learned some moves from a, a mom whose Instagram videos are spreading joy to so many people, including your feed. Yeah. Uh, but for years, Kelly Arning had put her dancing shoes on hold, and that is until one day when she decided to go ahead and get her groove back. Look at this. dance floor I didn't like. Dance. Kelly Arning has been dancing her whole life. For her, it's as easy as one, two steps. You've been a lifelong dancer. Tell me how long you've been dancing. I actually started as a competitive baton twirler. And my baton teacher told me that in order to be a better twirler, I should take dance. And from day one, I loved it. Kelly danced her way through elementary and middle school before waltzing back to twirling in high school and college. I twirled for the University of Tennessee. I was a majorette for the Pride of the Southland Band. And Peyton Manning was my quarterback. Her passion for the art took her to the Chicago Bulls dance team. The Lovables. Fortunately, Michael Jordan had literally just left, so I missed wow. him. To live in Chicago by myself and make it on the Chicago Bulls dancing was a dream come true. An ACL tear for the third time forced Kelly to hang up her dancing shoes. Life moved on for Kelly. She got married, had two boys, and built a thriving career as a social media manager. But everything changed a year ago. We lost our biggest account, and that was my account. And so when that went away, I was lost, and I'm trying to figure out what, what am I supposed to do now? She did the only thing she knew how, get dancing. When did you get that itch? I was watching this uh, Justin Timberlake dance video, Can't Stop This Feeling video. I thought I'm gonna learn that and just put it up on Instagram and see what happens. After a slow start, Kelly's videos picked up steam, garnering more and more views. And then, Kelly started choreographing her own dance videos and posting them to Instagram. What followed was a barrage of dancers and non-dancers alike coming to her page for the way it made them feel. I just kept hearing that word, joy, joy, and I thought, you know what, this is bringing me joy, so I, I will absolutely keep doing it if it's bringing others joy as well. You're dancing in your house, by the pool, on the yeah. street. My street dances are actually a favorite. My husband actually films those. He never gives me any grief about it. What do you want the takeaway to be? Whatever that little spark in you is, find it and go and do it. I put my dancing shoes on to get a quick tutorial from the pro. You're going to go out and cross. Out and cross and slide together. Hitchhike, hitchhike, John, Travolta, hoop and clap. Good teacher. So let's just try it with the music. Oh, so fun. High five. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's the thing. That was adorable. It was so much fun. Kelly says her biggest dance inspirations are Derek Huff. Oh, I love Derek. Uh, and the Rockettes, which she wishes she would have tried out for. And if you want to learn any of her choreographed dances, Kelly posts these tutorial videos. And she loves seeing her followers try them out. But here's the thing. And you mentioned this. You don't have to be a real dancer. Like, she just yeah. likes to move and have a good time. And I think there's so many people at home who just want to just... I don't know. They want to break. I mean, that's like how I'm dancing at home when nobody's watching. <laughs> yes. But, you know, yeah. I don't I wouldn't. I just don't do that. But I you know. feel so much joy. And it's you- weird. Her videos are so addictive. They do make you smile. I show <laughs> yeah. them to my wife and to my kids because they're just they're so animated. They're so yeah. crazy. I love yeah. it. And I think sometimes you get to your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, and you just don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people see it. and It's refreshing. So All right. Coming up, though, a bestseller book turned new limited series. We're sitting down with the star actor Lizzie Kaplan, who's looking at us like we're crazy talking about <laughs> dancing. We'll find out about her new role, plus the Fatal Attraction reboot. What? Yes. And later, let the holiday cooking begin. Chef Ann Burrell is here to get us ready with the perfect comfort food. We look forward to that when we come back. Mm. This morning, we are catching up with Emmy-nominated actor Lizzie Kaplan. Who could forget her role as goth high school student Janice in Mean Girls? Or as a very talented fugitive magician, Lula, in Now You See Me Too. Now she's out with a new limited series called Fleischman is in Trouble. You may recognize that title. Starring again alongside Jesse Eisenberg, her friend. Her character is doing everything she can to escape her typical suburban life. Much to the dismay of her husband. Also a familiar face. Take a look. You sure you have to go? We're going to barbecue and stuff later. Yeah, no, I do actually. I had plans. I'm actually meeting Seth. You are? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to this, like, crazy underground place. You can only access it through a laundromat, so... Should I Should I go with you? Because we had to get your the buy the blinds for your place anyway, so... Yeah, we were uh, watching Ratatouille. We were barbecuing. We invited Andy and Mike. They always cancel. I've seen Ratatouille. We have all seen Ratatouille. Okay, let me just... Um, I'll walk with you real quick. Oh. All-star cast, too. Lizzie Kaplan, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks good morning. so much for joining us. Yeah. So let's start right there. You play Libby Epstein, yeah. and she's a suburban mom who it appears like she has everything, but she's going crazy. Yes, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. She is struggling with suburban life. It's not what she was meant to be doing. Uh, she had a job. She was a writer at a magazine. She quit her job to move to the suburbs and raise her family, and it is suffocating her. Mm. <laughs> and especially when you see somebody else going out and doing things that you want to do. Yes. Um, so you kind of play two roles. You Obviously, we just saw your character, but you're also the voice of the narration of, you know, Toby's inner thoughts. So as an actor, do you have to you know, kind of get into two different mindsets as you do this? Yes. Luckily, uh, I got to do all the voiceover stuff in a little room alone. Mm-hmm. I wasn't nice. on set with them. I think that would have probably driven everybody crazy. <laughs> Just like whispering Stop in their speaking my thoughts. ears. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's based on this, on the novel by the same name and um, our showrunner who also wrote the novel. Um, her name's Taffy Brodesser Ackner. If you like the book, it's exa- It's such a true adaptation. I think mm-hmm. you will dig this. But yes, I'm sort of a stand-in-ish for Taffy, who is the author of the book, which you'll see is sort of the story we're telling in right. real time. Mm-hmm. It's like 
nearly impossible to talk about about yeah. spoiling things, but just watch it. Watch well, it. The right. cast watch is it. amazing. So I was looking. Jesse Eisenberg, Adam Brody, Josh yeah. Radner is your husband, and Claire Danes plays Toby's ex-wife. I mean, have you reached pinch me status yet? I mean, are you? Kidding? This is an awesome company. It's such an incredible right? cast, and everybody's wonderful. We just had our premiere last night, and it was it's like a testament to not only how incredibly talented they all are, like. They're so, all of them are so incredible. Well, I laughed out loud and you just went, yes. Yeah, you did. Behind the scenes. You want us to feel that way. Yes, it will make you laugh and it will absolutely make you cry. Like, Mm. ugly cry. Okay. Yeah. And you're you're having a huge year because we know that you're in the middle of shooting Fatal Attraction, the reboot, which is an incredible movie from 1987. Yeah. And you're... You're playing the role. Yes. The role. Yes, sir. What is that like? I just wrapped uh, 2 a.m. on Friday. Oh, so it's oh done. Yes. It just finished. You've so left like, it all on the dance floor. Yeah. I don't know. I like my head's sort of spinning about it. I. It was really great to shoot. Good? I, I mean, I have no idea. It's like I usually need probably a couple weeks to be like, oh, yeah, I think this is going to be this kind of show or yeah. this kind of show. I, I mean, we but definitely left it all on the field. Taking on that a roll on like that. I mean. Yeah. It was uh, really fun, I have yeah. to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was, everybody on that show is amazing mm. as well. So, yeah, getting to do these two things in a row with, like, completely different characters, it's mm. That's a awesome. dream. It's a gift. What range. What's yeah. Great. All right. Thank the limited you. series, Fleischman is in Trouble, premieres November 17th on Hulu. Congratulations. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks so much. Yes, yes. All right, coming up, we are headed to the kitchen with Chef Ann Burrell, who's whipping up a Thanksgiving chicken. That will have you forgetting all about the turkey. And later, comedian Mike Birbiglia on Broadway. We're going to hear about his show and another big starring role in a new tale. Well, hello. Video. We'll be right back. <laughs> Bye. Good morning. Welcome back. We are back now with Today Food. With just two weeks to go into the big Thanksgiving meal, we're bringing in the expert, our friend and Food Network star, Chef Ann Burrell. Tonight she mm. is appearing on the holiday edition of Beat Bobby Flay, but today she's helping us cook up some cozy dishes for the holidays. Good morning. Good morning. Good cozy morning. is a good yeah. word Cozy is for a good it. word. Yeah. Right? I love how well you salted the chicken thighs here. So that's what you're going to cook with today. So, I mean, you know, in these times and turkey is so expensive mm-hmm. this Thanksgiving. So I'm like, you know, now, let's go for something a little bit different. So okay. I have some braised chicken thighs in pomegranate molasses. Okay. So Ooh. it's like a oh. sticky, sort of sweet, That's acidic fancy. kind of delicious, right? Mm-hmm. So I have some chicken thighs that I have left uncovered for a while. So the skin really oh. dries out. Okay. This is a way that we can really get nice, crispy, brown skin. I just learned Bone something that quickly. Because my kids hate the skin because they think oh, it's that's too... Yeah, they don't like skin. But this is the perfect way to do so that. So when you make this skin really nice and crispy. Then so yeah. delicious. Yeah. Like like we always say, brown food tastes good. <laughs> yeah. So I started off my pan with some extra virgin olive oil, a little bit of garlic clove that mm-hmm. I just perfumed the oil with oh, and took the garlic out. clove out. So we brown this chicken, the chicken thighs, but we leave room around them so they really will okay. brown. So don't go crazy. Um, yes, so don't have the pan work in batches okay. if you need to. Okay. And then when you have nice brown chicken thighs, that look like this. Mm-hmm. You have a pan with some crud in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. The Technically, it's called fond. <laughs> like the, the chicken the juices bits. and all mm-hmm. that deliciousness in the bottom of the pan. And that has a lot of flavor. So we take some chicken stock okay. and some pomegranate mm-hmm. molasses. Ah. Look at this. Now, where did you buy that in the store? 
So, yes, pomegranate molasses is basically uber-reduced uh, pomegranate juice. Okay. I would recommend to buy it because it takes a lot of pomegranate juice to, to reduce down okay. the stick. Right. And it's like right when you get to the end, if you look away for a minute, burn. it could burn. You're done. And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh. So once um, you get your, your pomegranate molasses and chicken stock in there, we're going to return our chicken thighs to the pan mm -hmm. just to really get them nice and coated. With are they all fully this. cooked at this point? Or? No, okay. they're not. The, so we put our chicken thighs in here just to get them really coated mm -hmm. and get the pomegranate molasses to start to stick to all the chicken thighs. Mm, okay. And then we put them back and we're going to put them oh. in the oven to finish. Oh. Okay. So what this does is it gets like that sticky, like acidically okay. sweet pomegranate molasses. Would you put molasses. this whole pan in okay. the oven or transfer Well, we're going to transfer it because we're going to make the actual sauce, okay. which is so more chicken stock, mm -hmm. okay. more pomegranate molasses, mm -hmm. and then we reduce this down Look at that, like syrupy. Yeah. I'm so intrigued by what this is going to taste like. Yeah. Well, we're just about there. <laughs> I know. So I'm like curious. I put in a little thyme bundle, a little nice. bit more garlic, and just a little bit more crushed red pepper, you know, like a little yeah. bit of pokey spice just to keep things interesting. Okay. But so we want to do this, you know, it's kind of a lot of places for our chicken to go, but we put the, after we coat them with the chicken molasses, back in the oven so the skin stays nice okay. and crispy and okay. it doesn't get like that flabby. Sort yeah. Of well, you can't cut either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not delicious. Okay. So and then, then you have a little drizzle here. Yes. So this is what the sauce is like. Look at the syrupy Try sweet Try sauce. Yes, please. Uh, when Thank we're you. done. Okay. Right. And then I like to garnish with some pomegranate seeds. I'm so excited. And then just a little bit of chives. Like sometimes people might use oh, parsley. You can. But parsley, I mean, chives have a lot of sort of like mm -hmm. flavor to them. And they give a little bit more interesting. And, of course, that beautiful green. You know what I appreciate mm. about this? Because we were just asking you. Like sometimes I feel like it's harder to find new things or new flavors. This is a completely different flavor profile mm. for me. Isn't but, it? But you know what? It reminds me a little bit of turkey and cranberry it sauce. Does. Much more yes. elevated. Yes. Much, much, ele much more that's elevated. a really good point. Yeah. That's, so really that's good. where, you know, like if we have to branch away from turkey, mm. this still gives us a little bit of the mm -hmm. flavor yeah. profile. This is so good palate. This is fantastic. I love that you guys did the fork and knife, and I'm like, yeah, so good. And what is this little treat? And then we have the apple raisin brown butter crostata. Here you go. You can pick wow. that one up, too, yeah, if you want. Exactly. <laughs> And you eat this for breakfast, too, sometimes? This is, I mean, I love to make this for dessert oh. for Thanksgiving, but I have to say, I always make a lot, so it's even it's the better best. for breakfast with coffee oh the my next gosh. morning. Oh, my wow. gosh. Can I move right? into your house? Yes, you certainly can. <laughs> Dilly, you're, so you're, you're doing all hands now, huh? Well, Man, what, what are we doing here? This is, like, like so much easier. Right? Right? And this yeah. is amazing. Oh, good. Oh, so so chock full of apples. Like, this is just nice and hearty. All of our sort of Thanksgiving-y flavors in a new twist. I love it. Like and thank you so much. Thank you. When you're here, oh, uh, for you. these recipes, you can of course go to today.com/food. And who needs a fork? <laughs> right. <laughs> there we so go. Good. It's fork-free Thanksgiving. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, funny man Mike Berbiglia so is here to tell us about his new one-man show on Broadway. We'll be right there. He is. Hey. We'll be right back. <laughs> He's rehearsing his lines. Here yeah. We're coming over. Really good. <laughs> That's a good point. It does. It's like um. A big week of celebs here on the third hour. Actors Wendell Pierce, Kelsey Grammer, and his daughter Spencer Grammer all joining us live in 1A. Plus, rapper 50 Cent is here to talk about his important new series. And we're helping you save as you start planning your holiday travel. That's all this week on the third hour of today. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration 
when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. All right, our next guest is a comedian, father, storyteller, actor, best-selling author, podcast host. Did I leave a lot of time. I know, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> now, Mike Birbiglia is adding a two-time Broadway playwright to the list with his newest show, The Old Man and the Pool. And he's here to tell us all about it. Mike, welcome. Thank you for oh, coming Oh, thanks in. for having me. We were just talking about your schedule. You've got a lot going on. Eight shows a week. Yeah, up yeah. Up at Lincoln Center. So I should say congratulations because I was just reading the show has been extended for two more weeks. Yes, into January, January 15th. 15th. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. This happened with your first Broadway show as well. How does it feel? It feels great. I was um, I was so excited because the other night uh, Nathan Lane came to the first performance mm. and he presented my first show here, mm. which was called Sleepwalk with Me in 2008. Wow! And he uh, and he's he's come to all five of my shows. I've done five of these five. things. There are these sort of like solo mm-hmm. shows that are filled with jokes, but ultimately have sort of like a kind of like a heartwarming sort Meaning. of arc to them. Yeah. 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 And you posted something beautiful on Instagram about him, right? I mean, like, you really, like, you thanked him yeah. in a major way. It was really, really sweet. I feel like if we're lucky in life, we end up with teachers or mentors oh, yes. that, that are generous with us. And, mm-hmm. and he was that to me. And then he ended up, uh, my wife and I have been married 14 years. He was, he and his now husband, Devlin, were our witnesses at City Hall. Oh, wow. And then we were great. their witnesses at City so Hall. You guys have a special thing That's a great on. bond. Yeah. City Hall yeah. buddies. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, we just mentioned Instagram. I saw another post on Instagram. Tom Hanks kind of doing his little impression oh. Oh, um, yeah. of you backstage. I'm, I'm curious for a comedian, you know, when you're up on stage and you know Nathan Lane's in the audience, you know Tom Hanks is in the audience. I mean, is that even in the in your mind at all? You know, it's funny you should say that. I actually said when Tom Hanks came the other day, and I'm in this movie with him called A Man Named Otto that comes out at Christmas. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful movie. Looks the, great. The, the script made me cry, and I just I can't wait for it to come out. But I think I used to be more aware of it when I was doing my first show, Sleepwalk with Me. Is there a critic? Is there a celebrity? Mm-hmm. But now at a certain point, you go like, well, it's a theater experience. The whole thing is I'm I'm giving a series of jokes mm-hmm. and stories and it's, uh, to, to those people. Right. And I have to just focus on doing and that. Doing your job, yeah. That makes so I've, got, I've gotten a little better at it, but it also, like, it, yeah. I can't say it doesn't cross my mind. Right, I know. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> so, of wild. I love it. Yeah, In the yeah. show, you tell a lot of stories about your daughter, Una. Yes. So talk to me about this silly bracelet. I heard she had some interesting ideas about what the family meetings are for. <laughs> she was so the, show people at home. This is my oh, silly bracelet. Oh, it's actually bra- a silly bracelet. Yeah, I don't even know if this camera <laughs> will catch it. She, there you go. She made me this beaded bracelet that says silly. She goes, Dad. 
It's to remind you to be silly. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because we all do need a reminder. I love and, uh, that. I love that. Yeah. She, she, and she is, I would say that's her defining characteristic. She, the other day she goes, Dad, you have yellow teeth. And I go, I try not to think about it. And, uh, and then she picks up her cat puppet, Meow, 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 and goes, those are the yellowest teeth I haven't oh. seen. And then I'm trying not to laugh because I love that Una's funny, but I don't want her to be an insult comic right. and a ventriloquist. <laughs> So you're, like, trying to shape her in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mike, you know, in the 90s, it seemed like one-man shows were so hot. You had, like, Eric Bogosian. You had John Leguizamo. And now you're doing these one-man shows, but it seems like you're sort of, like, in your own space. Was it hard to get the show off the ground and and, and to get it produced and everything else? It's so funny. Like, I... I got obsessed with this format of, of solo shows because I've always loved movies and plays and I love stand up. And so I've merged them over the years. And yeah, I mean, I've just been really lucky. This is my fifth one. It's my second one that's gone to Broadway. And and I, I find the audience, it's very personal. Like it's an autobiographical yeah. story about my own health and thinking about mortality and life and death. And I feel like if people can come to a show and they can laugh for 80 minutes about the darkest topics, mm-hmm. like the saddest things, mm-hmm. and they can laugh and they can see something of themselves mm-hmm. in that, then they, they're happier afterwards. Right. Yeah. What an art Connect. to be able yeah. to even do that. That's great. Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm supposed to say bye, and I'm like staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm intrigued. I want to check out the show. Sure she knew. I know. Do. It's the sh- I want to see it. It's old, the old man in the pool. It's playing through now, January 15th, at the Vivian Beaumont Theater right here in New York City. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks so Good much. Stuff. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll be right back. You can get your power nap if you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll sleep right across. All right, a busy election day Tuesday. We are pumped. But don't forget, we'll bring you the latest results and analysis throughout the night. Join me and Hallie as our special coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on NBC News Now. And then we'll have our entire NBC News team starting at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Well, a little earlier than that. Right here on NBC and right here here in this studio. A powerhouse. Tomorrow in the third hour, we'll hear from the cast of The Crown just as the show's new season drops. Up next on Hoda and Jenna, the amazing Joanna Gaines is back. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. 